Welcome to Make Art Work, a podcast for creative small businesses. In these 10 to 15 minute episodes, I will be sharing my journey as a small business owner, small business resources and strategies, as well as entrepreneurial encouragement. I'm so glad you're here. Hey guys, and welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about where your first hire or outsource should be in your business and how to determine that. This can be an intimidating thing to do, especially if you're working on a tight budget, as many small businesses are when they're starting out. Before we dive into today's topic, I want to share with you all some exciting behind-the-scenes news of Maisie Clark, LLC. When I first started this business creating watercolor house portraits, I never knew it would lead me to so many different projects and products. And as I grew this business, I knew I wanted to share the skills that I've learned both as a business owner and as a watercolor artist. I never wanted to be a teacher or professor per se, but I have had many opportunities to share my knowledge and enthusiasm about a topic. In college, I started working as a museum teacher in a historic house museum, and one of my favorite tours to lead was for Girl Scouts. We would walk around learning about and spotting different architectural styles on historic houses, a program that I would have loved to take myself as a little girl. In graduate school, I took several TA positions through my design program, and also in graduate school, I taught taught adult education through the public school system, teaching everything from basic iPhone use to Photoshop and AutoCAD. So now, as a business owner, I am so excited to be able to infuse the spirit of sharing knowledge with my audience. I started teaching in-person watercolor classes with a great organization here in Louisville called Level Up and started uploading classes online with Skillshare. As I gained more and more momentum and excitement about sharing this knowledge, it became clear that this part of the business needed to be separate from the watercolor house portraits and heirloom gifts that I were creating. This recent clarity on separating the two parts of the business happened concurrently with a rebrand of my watercolor business. More on that a little later in this episode. But I bring this up because the new part of the business is slowly becoming its own entity. Currently, it's only an Instagram handle called Learn with Maisie, but soon will be expanded to create a website that explains more about learning opportunities as well as podcast episodes. I bring this up because not only would I love to see and hear from you on Instagram, but it's also a way to talk about how your small business can evolve and change. A major takeaway for me, and I hope for you too, that it's okay to change your mind. Even though this new addition doesn't change my business structure, it will still fall under my LLC. It feels as if I'm starting at square one. But there is something really great about starting fresh on something. It has a very first day of school feeling about it. I hope you'll follow along on Instagram, and I'll be sure to update you on the podcast too. Okay, so back to today's episode topic, figuring out who to bring on for help when you're starting out. In the last episode, I spoke about bringing on an accountant. 
I tried doing my own bookkeeping and I failed miserably. I knew that that was going to be a no-brainer for me. It may not be for you and your business, but it was for me. So let's talk about how we are going to go about this. Remember from last episode, I talked about ways to identify where you might want to hire. A pain point in running your business, a lack of knowledge, something to give you an edge over your competition, or a mentor relationship. Keeping those in mind, we need to get more information about your day-to-day. If you're anything like me, you are going to be hesitant and cautious about committing to spending money. This is an exercise that I would encourage you to complete. First, you need to record the different tasks you complete on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. Don't worry, this is not going to be a super detailed list. We simply need a list that has a general task type along with an approximate time spent on each task. For instance, if you spend two hours reordering shipping supplies, packing up orders, and heading to the post office for drop-off, simply putting packing orders for two hours on your list will suffice. Now, once you have a couple of weeks recorded, I would aim for a full month. That's going to give you a really good picture of your business on a monthly basis. What you'll do is you're going to take the tasks that have the time allotted, and you're going to take these tasks and divide them into three columns. The first column is going to be your love column. The second column is going to be your hate or strongly dislike column. And then your third is going to be indifferent. The love column is most likely going to be parts of the business that made you start the business in the first place. In the hate column, it's going to be a list of tasks that you know need to be done, but you struggle to get through. For me, it's accounting, as you know, tasks in this list can also be things that you would love to do, but you don't have the skill set or the time to learn the skill set to complete. For example, for me, that would be creating a custom website. I would love to be able to edit the code in my Shopify website to create an awesome customer experience, but I don't have the time to teach myself to code. And finally, the indifferent column are going to represent tasks that you complete without any strong feelings. For me, it's packing and shipping. I kind of like the mindlessness of it and it gives my brain a break, but I don't really have much, many strong feelings about that. So from here, you're able to identify with real data who you might want to reach out to for help with contracting. Now, you might be asking me, where on earth do I start with finding help once I I identify with what I need help with? I'm so glad you asked. I have a couple of suggestions. First, use your network. Do you know others who run small businesses? Ask them who they love for different services. Now, if your small business network is still growing and you don't have friends you can ask, Facebook groups that are focused on small businesses or your industry are a great place to start too. 
When evaluating possible contractors, ask a lot of questions and be sure to get these questions in writing. For instance, if you have a phone call with a potential contractor, take notes and follow up with an email that lists their response to confirm the correct information that you heard. Earlier, I mentioned that my watercolor business is going through a rebrand. And as much as I would have loved to start this company in 2016 with the brand that my friend Hannah's company, Brackish Creative, is creating for me, I didn't have the clarity that I have now. I also didn't have the budget to invest in, proper, in a proper branding exercise. Now, that's just a thought, and to quote one of my favorite lines from one of my most favorite business, business books, Jeff Goings, Real Artists Don't Starve, you can do extraordinary things when you are patiently persistent. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to be walking you through all of the contractors that I currently use in my business, what they help me with, and where I'm going to hire next. I'll see you then. Thanks so much.